Today is August 30th, 2020, and this is an interview with Paladin singer and guitarist Taylor Washington by Nick Perkel. Now, Taylor, can you tell me about getting your first guitar? Oh, man. So, first guitar. First of all, that was about 60 years ago. No, I'm 32 now. I started playing guitar like halfway through my freshman year of high school. So, that was like... 17 years ago something like that and um i started i played clarinet in like school band starting in sixth grade and a lot of my friends started picking up guitar around high school late middle school and i just kind of there would be one always at least one sitting around at parties or whatever and i would sometimes pluck around with it and i was like oh this could be fun uh all my friends were doing it, so uh, I I kind of just started playing it because of that. Um, and I like music and, and playing instruments anyway. So yeah, but my first actual guitar, um, if you want to go if you want to go that way, was uh, just a Squire starter pack thing. Nothing special. <laughs> now, growing up in Atlanta, Georgia, what were some dominant music styles that had a large influence on you growing up? Well. I grew up south of Atlanta, like, um, I don't know, maybe maybe 40 miles south or something like that, uh, in a really small town called Jackson, Georgia, which actually is where they, they used, uh, and it has some notoriety now because some of Stranger Things was filmed there, and I think some other stuff maybe, but um, I grew up there, I didn't really spend too much time in Atlanta until I moved away like which was pretty much right after high school I'd never I was never really involved with the Atlanta music scene at all until um geez I don't know 2008 2007 something like that uh like I didn't I didn't know any any local bands or or anything like that. Uh, so it really wasn't until after high school and after I'd graduated the music school that I went to for a year um, that I started getting uh, entrenched in, into that world, I guess you could say. Can you tell me about the music school you were a part of and have you taken private lessons since then to develop your technique? Sure. I went to... I went to the to the Atlanta Institute of Music um, right after high school, like uh, like the, the fall after I graduated or whatever. And it was uh, at the time anyway. It was it was just a year long program if you if you took it like full time. Uh, and now I mean it's I mean I guess it's kind of always whoops, expanding and and or adding stuff to it and whatever. But because um, I know now I think they have actual sort of, uh, degree programs, maybe associates. I'm not sure. Um, but at the time it was just like a certificate thing. And, um, you kind of just went to, uh, not necessarily for the credentials, um, but for everything else. And, uh, it was cool. I didn't, um, a lot of the stuff that we, that we went over, I had already kind of went over a lot myself just on my own um uh funnily enough to get myself 
up to speed to go to it because <laughs> I thought I would already have to be like have a good grasp of of a bunch of stuff. But anyway, I yeah, I did that for a year and we were required to take uh, private lessons with an instructor um, for the entirety of of our tenure. But other than that, I've never had private lessons or anything, any other kind of guitar specific instruction or education. For your band Paladin, how far or how did you pick out your bandmates and how far back do you all guys go? Well, me me and Alex, uh, the other guitarist, go back the furthest. Um, and I met him actually I was I met him through a local message board uh so i was just posting a bunch of ads on you know whatever craigslist and anything else that i could find for just trying to find people for a band and this was back in i don't know oh nine or 2010 something around there so i'd already known him and then i was part of so paladin formed i guess five ish years ago 2015 and um for a couple years before that I was in another band that I actually had I had written several of the songs that were on Ascension uh, that ended up being on Ascension. I had I had written and and used for that band. And towards the end of it, Alex had joined on bass, um, and then that eventually broke up. And then we decided to keep going in some capacity. So Alex switched to guitar. I stayed on guitar and assumed vocal duties. Uh, and then our drummer at the time, Aaron, also played with us. He, he ended up quitting, I don't know, a few months after that. Uh, and then we found our current drummer, Nate, later. That was at the end of 2015. And then our friend Ian was originally playing bass. And then he left around 20... 17 2018 uh really can't remember um and then but anyway he did leave and then and then we got um andy our current bass player and he's known alex forever as far as i can tell uh, and yeah it seems uh seems pretty solid now what attracted you to using matt smith to mix master and produce not only last year's ascension album but also the amnesius ep I so Matt Smith is like uh, the mastermind or uh, mastermind, if you will, <clears throat> or or if you will not, uh, uh, behind uh, Theocracy, which is a Christian power metal band based in Athens, Georgia, which is not eh, it's like maybe an hour hour and a half outside of Atlanta. It's not too far, and I discovered them in 2006 2007. I loved. Their music still do big fan of theocracy and and the production and the songwriting and Matt's vocals and everything. Um, so and Alex was the same way actually. So we knew uh, just based on our fandom uh, or shared fandom and the fact that Matt produces all the theocracy stuff and he is basically local um, and it's the kind of it's similar enough to the style of music that we play um, that we, we both knew that, that we wanted to work with him. Uh, so, and we ended up playing a show with Theocracy and, and we planned, we were like, okay, 
we're gonna we're gonna ask Matt. We're gonna corner him. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make him agree to work with us. Uh, but then after we were like the first band or something, I don't know. And then he actually approached us, which was really cool. And uh, I was like, yeah, if you guys ever want to record something, you know. And we were like, well, actually, we do. Um, so yeah, we did that. We worked with him for Ascension, and it was great. And uh, the label approached us about doing the Nevermore cover EP. And uh, we, I mean, Matt was pretty much the, the obvious choice. So we uh, asked him if he wanted to do it, and he did. And uh, so we did. <laughs> now, how does your band usually come up with a new song? Usually, I, I, I like to write, kind of, uh, in solitude, more or less, and uh, usually I will come up with an idea and flesh out a song by whatever means I happen to use, and uh, once it, and I'll like program rough drum ideas and and whatever, um, just to just to give everyone a basic idea um and once i have a song mostly complete or in a state that could be considered mostly complete i'll i'll send it to everyone and i'll probably tab out all the guitar parts just because it's so much easier to to learn that way i think than having to okay well you do this fret and then you play this and trying to show it to everyone in person and then they might forget it or they might remember it. Um, so I'll, I'll basically kind of finish a song and then send it to everyone and let them listen to it and sort of work on it on their own. And then we can get together at rehearsal and try to play through it. Um, the other guys, a lot of the time, will have ideas um, for intros or transitions or a little arrangement things or you know, uh, other helpful ideas, tips. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It almost always starts with guitar also. Um, and I hate writing lyrics. So those are always last. <laughs> Can you tell me about some of the techniques from experimenting with scales, using arpeggios or anything else that were used to compose this album? Anyone who's listened to the Paladin album or watched any of my just whatever guitar videos can probably guess that I like some, some technical uh, guitar work now and then. But um, I try to put songwriting and melody and all that good stuff uh, first. As far as actual guitar techniques... Um, I don't know if I have any kind of proclivity for a, a certain style, um, or, 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 you know, techniques or whatever. Um, I know I'm not a big sweet picking guy. Um, so I, although I, I will do it and I, and I do do it, uh, on occasion, I try not to get too much in my head or to sort of 
um, ah, I just had a word for it that would be perfect, but um, I, I try not to get too analytical and sort of textbooky about it when I'm when I'm coming up with guitar parts or even trying to come up with solos or licks or anything like that. I definitely rely on theory, but um, or I definitely use I utilize theory a lot, but I don't I don't rely on it and I don't adhere strictly to it. Um, I kind of just try to write stuff that sounds good to me. I don't know if that answered any any question well no, I at appreciate all. It. But <laughs> I'm just wondering, are you like the type of person that believes in palm muting, or do you try to abstain from it? Uh, no, I palm mute all the time. I've never heard of. Uh, I didn't know there were people that. I didn't know there were uh, non palm muting. The late believers. great Mike Scotchy um, from Rigor Mortis, man. That whole 1988 self-titled album really? that was done completely without palm muting. I think it, probably everything he ever did was That's, done without it too. I mean, I'm just like a big rigger fan. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I palm mute um, all the time. It's kind of a staple in uh, a lot of metal in general, I guess. Uh, and especially me personally, I, I palm mute a lot, even not just for rhythm stuff and and that kind of thing but uh i keep banging my mic but um also for like leads and and stuff like that i'll i find myself palm muting uh at least a little bit for a lot of things just because i like i like the sound um even on higher strings but yeah big big fan of palm mutes call the night it's one of your oldest songs tell me the original inspiration for the song and how has it changed over time that song, it is actually, I guess it is one of our earliest released songs because it was on the demo that we put out in 2017, which was well, really the first thing we had put out, period. But I actually, um, I think that was the like sixth or so song I had written for the album. And it was kind of, it kind of marked a turning point where uh, all the songs before that I had written with harsh vocals in mind because I wrote them when I was in the the band prior to Paladin that I mentioned earlier. And um, so I had to kind of rework those and and add in clean vocals and and whatever. Uh, but Call of the Night, I think, was the first song that I wrote with clean vocals in mind. Um and I was really happy with how it turned out. I think it was also maybe the first song that I written that I didn't feel uh, like there was... I felt like I had trimmed most of the fat that there was to be trimmed. Like I was, I was pretty happy with the end result, and I didn't really have to edit any of it that much. Um, and even some of the songs on the album, I'm I'm still like I I don't I wish I would have changed things or done things differently. Um, not that I necessarily have ways in mind that I would have done that, but uh, Call of the Night, I'm I'm pretty happy with. Yeah, it it really didn't change much from from Inception to uh, you know the opposite of Inception. <laughs> Shoot for the Sun was the song I was recommended to check out. To learn about your band, tell me how this track came together. That's a good question. How did it come together? I'm pretty sure I was sitting around, 
And I was like, all right, let's, I'm just going to come up with a really hard to play riff. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, that sort of plays off of my strengths. And, uh, I'm just going to make something hard and annoying to play because I don't, I don't know why. Um, and that's where the, that's that was kind of the impetus for the whole song. <laughs> like, let's just make a fast song with hard to play things in it. And uh, and then I started coming up with vocals, and I was like, well, I guess these are going to be high and hard to sing too. So, shoot for the sun was kind of an exercise in in torture. I don't I don't know why I wanted to make it as hard as it is. And even on drums, it's like constant double bass for a lot of it um i wouldn't say it's a joy to play for any of us i i kind of didn't even think we would it would even be a live song um uh, i'd almost written it off as not being playable uh <laughs> to, to any good degree but it's actually not as bad uh as i thought it would be um, I still joke about it every time that we're going to play it. Like, oh, here's a song that we hate to play. But I really like the song. Um, and it's definitely one of the most straightforward songs on the album, which is part of the reason that I wanted to uh, use it as our first single. Now, what are some of the more important things you learned about being a professional musician from playing with some of the OG musicians from Atlanta? First, I think you would have to define what it means to be a professional musician because uh, you can – I mean if you define it by uh, – in a monetary sense, then you kind of have to be – first of all, you can't uh, rely on your original music to to bring you any substantial amount of income. Um, what money you do make – at least in my experience, um, the money that you do make f playing original music and, and touring as an original band and operating as an original band, most of it will will go right back into the band because there are so many band-related expenses for everything. If you want to be a sort of self-sufficient, money-making professional musician, by that definition, you would need to uh, either teach a lot, which I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of, of teaching, um, or do, do other stuff. Um, like, uh, you can play for cover bands and like corporate bands, tribute bands are, have gotten really, really big over the past few years. Um, and I do a bunch of cover stuff just cause it's, I have like a freak sort of sense of memory and it's it's pretty easy for me to learn and retain things and I just like playing guitar and playing different stuff so I do a lot of a lot of cover band work um, and any kind of like studio or session work is always good if you want to really make a living doing musician type things then you'll have to definitely um, pursue less creative avenues, I guess. And also it would help to be, to have a many different, um, areas of pursuit. Uh, 
But if you want to measure it by success and that kind of thing, then, um, well, that's totally different. Uh, I would, you can, a, what's the word? Running an original band is, is so, it's worlds apart from, from doing any kind of hmm, for-profit band venture, so to speak. Okay, now, with a name like Paladin, I have to ask, what are some of your favorite role-playing games? I am, I am a big SNES guy, so I love, I love Final Fantasy, like three, six. Well, not three. Uh, I, <laughs> I love, yeah, I love uh, four, five, and six, which is US two and three. Um, and, you know, I love Chrono Trigger, Earthbound. See, I've never, oh, dude, I still have not play played Secret of Mana. Interestingly, I know, I've I've played, I've played Final Fantasy Adventure, which was, what, the, I can't remember, I know it's in that series. Was it the um, Game Boy game? And. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was Seeking yes. Densetsu 1, and Seeking Densetsu 2 is Secret of Mana, yeah. and then Secret Densetsu 3 okay. came out for Super Famicom. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember if uh, if Secret of Mana was was two or if it was three. Um, and just like Earthbound is is Mother Two. Um, I never played Mother One, and uh, I still haven't. I only played Mother Three a little bit. Um, but I love Earthbound. I love all pretty much all SNES RPGs and. Game Boy Advance, I was a big fan of. So anything on that, which it also had a bunch of ports, but still. Uh, what else? Uh, I haven't... Uh, I'm a big Dragon Quest fan. Uh, I bought Dragon Quest Eleven whenever it came out, and I still have barely played it. I've been so lazy um, within the past, I don't know, year about playing games in general. Um, even the latest Pokemon, like Pokemon Shield, I bought when it came out, and I still have not even gotten to the first gym because I have just not been playing, and that is pathetic. Now, what is your favorite ghost story or urban legend about Atlanta, Georgia? Oh, jeez, I was, I was, I was trying to find something to talk about for this, and I really couldn't, and I don't know. There has to be something in in my in the recesses of or, my or maybe mind just that, in that could qualify. I don't I don't know. The only thing the only thing that pops into my mind is uh I know there are the Georgia Guidestones somewhere. I don't even know where they are. Um I can't remember and I I just know there's some it's uh, I don't know if it's I can't remember if it's like some some kind of Masonic monuments or, or what uh but that's the that's the closest thing i can or the only thing i guess i can i can think of as far as like urban legends and and occult kind of stuff uh i do have i actually do have uh one of my friends jason i think has has been into like sort of ghost hunting type stuff uh, for the past year or maybe more. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I've, I've seen him post things on Facebook. 
Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> I haven't I haven't really had any any other, any paranormal experiences of my own that I can recall so either. What is your most hallowed musical possession? I'm not super sentimental about music gear. Um, I mean, the stuff that I have and that I like, I really, really like. But if I have a guitar that, even if it's nice and and it's 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 a good guitar, and if I don't ever play it or if I want something else more than that, then I don't really have a problem sort of getting rid of it to fund it or to or trading it away or or whatever. Um, so I don't. I guess uh, kind of nothing sacred. Maybe some autographed uh, <laughs> CDs or vinyls, maybe? Yeah, I guess I was just thinking mostly musical gear. I wasn't thinking uh, the broader terms of music. Um, what do I have? Even that, I'm not sure I did. I've had um, I've had a couple guitars. Oh, you know what? Um, here we go. So uh, when I played, we played Prague Power which is a big progressive metal power metal festival in, in Atlanta every year. Uh, Paladin played that last year. And one of the bands uh, that was on the, the roster was Galnarius, which is a big like Japanese metal band. And me and Alex are both big fans. And we got to meet Sue, the guitarist, backstage. And we both have like signature model guitars of his he we got him to sign our guitars so that that's and galnarius i doubt i really doubt they'll ever be in the u.s again that was their first time ever being over here and um and i don't know if i'll ever even get to see him again so that was that was really cool that's probably my my yeah my signed galnarius guitar is my most hallowed would you possession. like to go back to any questions? Uh, I don't think Final so. Final words. Final words. Um, Final words. Fuck COVID. Oh, my God. I am so... This year was... We were supposed to be on tour right now, actually. Um, but, yeah, what a frustrating year it's been. But we are thankful... To everyone who still who still likes us, who still thinks of us, who still support us, and um, we, as soon as we can get back out on the road, um, we will be doing that. So we hope to see everyone soon. Well, this has been an interview on August thirtieth, twenty twenty, with Paladin singer and guitarist. Taylor Washington by Nick Perkel. Hey, this is Taylor Washington, singer and guitarist for Paladin, and you're listening to Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium.